0: This is Diana Cordy with Book Talk. My guest is Catherine Corcoran, author of In the Mouth of the Wolf, A Murder, A Cover-Up, and The True Cost of Silencing the Press. Catherine, welcome to Book Talk. Thank you so much for having me. Your book opens up with your first day in Mexico City on the job as the Associated Press Bureau Chief. What happens that day?
1: Well, I was awoken at 6 a.m. with a phone call. One of our journalists had received a threat from a drug cartel, from the Zetas. And uh, this person, the threat was actually against the Associated Press. Um, It said we had to print a story saying that President Felipe Calderon at the time was protecting the Sinaloa cartel or we would receive a special visit. And the threat listed the address of the AP Bureau in Mexico City. And so we had to really launch into action quickly because the Bureau in Mexico City is a regional hub. It has a lot of people, about 60 people. It has um, human resources and IT and every kind of support system, not just journalists. And so we had to jump into action right away to protect the Bureau and the people working there. And we chose to move the journalist and his family who received the threat out of the country for protection. But we also had our vice president for global security come to Mexico City and reinforce the protection of the Bureau. So it was quite an event to start my career as the Bureau Chief, but... I had already worked in Mexico for two years and I knew what was going on. And so I really felt like I knew what to do. I told them that, you know, it could have been a hoax. We never did know what what it was because we received no follow up. But I said, we need to take this seriously. And, Mm -hmm. And that's what they looked for the bureau chief to tell them. So we did. And fortunately, nothing else happened after that. Did you have other days like that? One of the reasons I wrote this book is because this topic of killing journalists affected me so much as bureau chief. We had to change our entire protocol of how we covered Mexico. We had to put in security measures that weren't necessary just a few short years earlier. Mexico, for the most part, until about 2008 when I went there, was very safe for us to navigate and to report in.
0: Who is Regina Martinez? And why did you select her murder in particular for your book?
1: Regina was a reporter ahead of her time. When she started her career in the late 1980s, the press in Mexico was still very much controlled by the government. Mexico was in a transition toward... Democracy, which the ruling party was first voted out in 2000. So, in the late 80s, there was sort of a march up to this dramatic change in governance in Mexico. But most of the reporters still followed the rules, and she didn't from day one. And so, she rooted out a lot of malfeasance basically on the part of the government. And that made her very unpopular from the beginning of her career. She really stood out both to the people who wanted her silence but also to the people who wanted to be good journalists she was very much admired by some of her peers hated by others because they were inside the system and Mm. she was rocking the boat she was too busy but in order to ask her that question Mm. I knew she had the credentials and people inside the AP told me she was very good so um, that was really my only personal interaction with her I didn't really know her but when she was killed six months later it just it, it just had such a personal connection because it was the first time for me that one of these journalists was somebody I had at least interacted with. And and it and just her death really stayed with me in my head. And I just thought, I need to investigate this, I need to, I need to look into it. It was covered up right away. There was a story created that she didn't, that her death had nothing to do with her work. And and it was just something I had that connection from that brief phone call. And, and I thought because she was such a good journalist and well-known as being a good journalist, that it was emblematic re- of what was really going on in Mexico. These were efforts to silence the press and critics.
0: You've said in Mexico, 85 journalists have been killed in the past decade. Except for war zones, Mexico is the world's most dangerous country for news people why Mexico?
1: Well that was the qu- one of the questions that led me to write the book. Why Mexico? It's a democracy. It's not at war. Yet the numbers uh, were astonishing when I first went there. It started out as 6, 7, 10 a year. Last year was a record. It's only getting fir- it's only getting worse. Last year was a record with an official count of 13 and some higher than that, some say 15. There's a varying in counts because of how people um classify who's a journalist and who's not but but um i didn't understand why a democracy was the was the world's most dangerous place to practice journalism and she as i said was emblematic of a very aggressive reporter a, a reporter who in the united states would have won some awards and be considered um you know a, a really good reporter and in her case it cost her, her life and so that's what i set set out To answer. And what I discovered was that when these lower level political figures all of a sudden saw opportunities to make more money than they could have ever imagined in their lifetime, they started colluding with organized crime. And in the case with Regina, the government itself had become the organized crime, it was running all kinds of illicit activities, was using police and officials as death squads and to punish and disappear their opponents. And and any reporter who tried to root out that connection became in the crosshairs. It became very dangerous to report on the collaboration between the government and organized crime.
0: Why are politicians and drug lords killing the journalists? Though I know the answer to that. Why do they get away with it?
1: Well, that's another huge factor in this phenomenon is that there's impunity in Mexico. There's not a, a real independent justice system. So in many cases, the justice system, and in her case in particular, was used to help cover up the crime. Instead of trying to mete mm-hmm. out justice, find the truth, the The justice system is at the, at the disposal of the person in power. And it becomes a tool to cover up the crime. So with such a high level of impunity in Mexico, people kill journalists because basically in most cases they get away with it.
0: How does this affect tourism?
1: Well, in most cases it doesn't. And I tell this people all the time and I tried to put this in my book. Like I didn't, I love Mexico. I And uh, I still spend a lot of time there and, I didn't want to write uh, what I would call sort of an ugly American book, just criticizing this horrible, corrupt country. I wanted to write it because I love Mexico and I would like to see Mexico change and solve some of these problems because in in fact, it's a beautiful country and, and um, U S tourists are the number one source of tourism for the for Mexico people, millions come from the United States they mostly go to border towns or to But if you go into the interior of Me- Mexico, it's the most beautiful, fascinating place, I think, in the world. And it's right next door to the United States. And so because tourism is such a huge industry, it really tends to protect its tourist areas. And I would say for a tourist, the only issue is you could become collateral damage if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. And also you do need to do some research, especially if you're going into the interior of what's safe and what's not for somebody to just be out roaming around in a small group or on their own. The Mexican government works very hard to make sure that it's all of this internal corruption, which impacts Mexican citizens and their everyday lives in a very tragic way stays far away from the tourist industry the people trying to silence the press don't tend to go after national journalists or international journalists because it would make too much noise the the idea for them is to silence and to to gain silence and it's very effective in these local markets with local journalists, because the journalists have basically no backup and there's no justice. So that's why the phenomenon is so local. And it kind of moves around the country depending on the particular activity in organized crime at the time. It does move around the because markets change, territories change, products change. And so it depends on where the hot spots are at a particular time. At one point, it was Veracruz. Now, Veracruz still continues to have a higher number of journalists killed, but not not at the rate they did when I wrote this book.
0: Thank you. My guest is Catherine Corcoran, author of In the Mouth of the Wolf, A Murder, A Cover-Up, and the True Cost of Silencing the Press, published by Bloomsbury. This is Diana Cordy with Book Talk. Thank you, Diana. Thank you for having me. You're welcome.